trip, just me and you. Just me and you today, I think. What's Dan? Dan's on his way to Miami. Uh, I don't even want to think about it, I'm too jealous because uh, I have the blinds closed and it is bucketing down with rain, so I haven't left the house. Yeah, it's cold, it's miserable, and uh, neither one of us got the invite to climb into Dan's suitcase and sneak over. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, well, good luck in Miami, Dan. Uh, well, you're probably back by the time because you have to edit this anyway. So you're, you're you'll have to be you you'll be back and gone. But I hope Miami went well for you. But anyway, there's no fear. Two of us can have a a, a good chat. I mean, it's actually been a while since we've had a chat because we've done a lot of interviews. That's true, actually. Yeah. You know, there's um, been there's been some great great interviews. I mean, Sam Cook one I thought was brilliant. Yeah. Oh yeah. Look, the the interviews that we have in the pipeline for for people are pretty exciting. Um. But one of the things that we want to try and do a bit more of is is quick chats like this where we'll just kind of deliver three or four of the main news points that we feel um, are hitting the headlines in the, in, in, in the week. So, um, yeah, we'll try to get these out a bit more frequently. Yeah, and yeah, and it's true. I mean, like we, it's been it's it's been over since January since we, we, we did our gaming predictions podcast. You know, then we spoke with Josh from Sim, SimGrade. We spoke with Nikki um, about Minecraft and education. You know, we've had a chat with Oliver at London United, and then obviously, as we mentioned, Sam's so has been been really good. But I guess so much is happening, you know, on and I think this is what nearly people don't realise in the esports and the gaming space, you know, of what what's happening. Yes, a lot of it's not at a localised level, but at a kind of a an international um, level, you know. But but I suppose one thing I wanted to kind of start with was something that's really really recent, actually, though, was uh, Misfits Gaming and Tezos. We've seen an awful lot of, of 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 crypto blockchain partners coming into the into the esports space. You know, we we kind of we've discussed how it's you know it feels like a fit because of the audience. You know, but I have my opinion. But I guess do you want me do you want me to give my opinion, or do you want to kind of start off? What do you think? What's your thoughts on it? Nah, get, crack into your opinion, Trev. Come on, let's have it. Yeah, I liked this. Okay, because. There was two things they I liked about it, right? Okay, fair enough. They they they've they've taken branding and sponsorship rights. Okay, that's going to be on par for 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 most partners, all right? But I like the way that they went down with a, a blockchain and um, gaming platform, Blockborn. It just felt like that they were they were thinking really, um, you know, how of how deep they can make the um, the partnership, you know, uh, and, and get into it. But that's actually not my favorite part of it. My favorite part of it was. So Misfits has they have an incubator. I think it's MF MSFIO, and that's actually going to become the MFS Tezos Gaming Incubator. So they're bringing actual opportunities onto the Tezos blockchain, identifying potential startups that are going to be in the ecosystem of gaming and gaming and esports, and just taking that into the Tezos blockchain. It just sounds it sounds really authentic and and well thought out in my view. Is it is Blackborn some sort of a a platform that will allow uh, people to create games? So it's not a game in itself. It's more the 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 technology and the platform to allow developers to, to create a game. Is that is that what the idea is? Yeah. So it sounds like we we we'll see a lot of kind of arcade type blockchain games being built on this Blackborn. You know, Misfits will sit in as the amplifier on those games, I guess. But it seems like they'll also be tournaments and other activations obviously look you see press releases you see quotes you see coming out we, we we don't see what's in the weeds on it you know and but i think it's 
I think it could be a really, really interesting one to keep an eye on anyway. And I think it will form a good basis for maybe what future blockchain partnerships could look like. Yeah, and I suppose a good litmus test here is we haven't seen any kind of community backlash. It seems to be received fairly well. So that's that's always kind of the test at the moment. Any kind of company announcing or launching an NFT or blockchain-based initiative, uh, it, they either have to retract in a couple of weeks or you know they can continue on with business. So this one seems like, uh, like it's been accepted. So um, that's good news. It puts misfits kind of, at the, at the same level, you know, a partner choice as Man United, for example, like Tezos are the training partner, training kit partner, I think, of, of, of Man United. So you're putting them on that 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 kind of tier around that, which I think is, is really, you know, it's really good for mis- misfits from a brand perspective, you know, and that, that, that Tezos viewed them in that light in the esports space. So I'll, uh, I'll continue on in that theme because one of the stories that I picked up during the week was... Uh gaming platform called Mokens League, which is created by Monster League Studios. So if you look at any of their um any of their uh, in-game advertising or websites, it is I, I would basically say it's like Wii Sports. That's what it looks and feels like. So there's a, a really cool competitive uh 5v5 soccer game with little avatars that are all NFT based. Um so the, the, the ecosystem that they're building around this whole thing seems player community first time-based nft rewards and all of that stuff that then the community can build um sort of a nice marketplace around so it just looks really cool and attractive and accessible it's like i'd probably you know to help people imagine what it looks like um we sports is probably the best uh, example but just imagine rocket league all the various different um cars skins wheels uh trails all of those kind of things just being uh, nfts that you can unlock in the game by playing um over periods of time and then you can monetize on the back of it so really embracing that play to earn but it does feel really community focused and community first so it doesn't feel like a a, a quick money grab by the developers and i think that's that's really what uh, a lot of people feel that some of these nft initiatives are that it's a very quick way for the developers to make some money this one um been well received and i could see it expanding quite quickly yeah it's really 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 interesting i mean it's um fair pleasure for finding it actually more than anything else because i mean discord you know is, is very small it looks it looks really visual but i think i think you're right in that the uh, having having something that that's not just a money grab is really really interesting i think it's it's built on polygon I, I I think it's really it's really smart. It'll be interesting to see how they how how their their go to market plans play out, which I think is probably the the big challenge that any um you know that anybody has coming into the space, you know. And I think yeah, I think they're right to probably have pre register at the moment because I think the uh, the markets are that they're they're, uh, they're going to um, they're having a bit of a dip at the moment in the NFT space, you know. But they've raised they've raised two million. I know, yeah, like, th- this is it. Um, I suppose this could be a nice little handy tip to our listeners to uh, to keep an eye on these up-and-coming play-to-earn platforms because play-to-earn is one of our predictions for 2022. And, you know, what we're, we're still in the first quarter here and we can see how many how many headlines are play-to-earn, certainly in, in the last uh, 30 days. So, you know, I think we're, we're spot on with our, our prediction and um, some of these I'm keenly personally interested in because... I think they're 
you know, building on the future. Um, there's a bit of money to be made here. So yeah, listeners, keep 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 listening weekend for our, our little tips. Um, but just the, the thing that grabbed me most about the Mokens League is uh, this little paragraph, which is play to earn done right. Our approach, our approach to play to earn combines mechanics that are working on the current state of the state of the indus- state of the art industry and the sit and go mechanics from games and esports such as poker, where players compete against each other, wagering their own tokens using our platform as a service. So um, it just sounds really, really exciting. No, absolutely, and I, I, I think that's that that that's the key to any um, you know kind of play there, and, and like you know when you see the likes of, go back to Tezos for a second launching these these, these kind of um, these accelerators, these everything, you know that there's there's more to come, and you know that play there and play there and could even be the future of of esports in a way because it might be actually team centric um, around that, or even blockchain centric, you know, w- which might have the the ability to um, you know, to, to to put some some stronger structures in place that maybe we see in other esports. But either way, really, really exciting. You know, you know the way you used to work in an alcohol company, and now you work in an esports company. Yeah. What do you think of complexity gaming and Miller Night Light renewing? I mean, it, it hit both things you like. <laughs> Not saying you like Miller, that beer industry coming into you know that new audience now. Obviously, they've been partners for a while. They, they've kind of rejigged their partnership again and and um, extended it. But what's your thoughts on on that? Yeah, well, look, alcohol companies, this part of the world, are going to have a tough time with any kind of sport or sport related uh, sponsorships. So this is obviously coming out of the United States, where they don't have the same kind of rules or regulations. Um, I think it's a big deal because you know, look at any kind of sport. They've thrived over the last number of years because of big, big brand sponsorship and alcohols brands are one, one of the biggest sort of in, industry that uh, that has links to sport. Um, and so, you know, mainstream brands like Miller Lite getting involved in esports is something that's going to help esports thrive. Whether you agree with alcohol in sport or it's the same with some of the betting conversations we've had with betting companies as well, but. You know, we do need mainstream brands coming into the space and bringing their audience into esports, and then likewise esports audience into their brands. Uh, but the Miller Lite um, complexity deal seems pretty, pretty good. Like I think there's a couple of things. One aspect that I feel is a little bit um, not bandwagony. You know, I don't want to doubt their uh, their actual you know, plans here, but it just feels a little tacked on. Um, so first and foremost, they're kind of working together on merchandise. So uh, bringing Miller Lite to lie, uh, alive through complexity merchandise makes sense. That's kind of a one-on-one sponsorship there. But then they've also said Miller Lite and complexity will collaborate on a new, a new initiative designed to support diverse gaming communities. But any of the articles or PR um, press releases that I've seen, it's all talking about the merchandise and the content and partnership with complexity and the teams. And then, Oh, and by the way, we will be, uh, you know, helping bring awareness to more diverse gaming, gaming communities. And that's cool if that's what they want to do. But to me, sorry, just reading, um, through all of the content, it feels a little bit tacked on and I'm sorry, Miller light and complexity. If, if, um, that's not the case, but I, I, I hugely important. We know that from all the conversations we've had in our podcasts, how important, 
growing diversity and, and inclusion in, in the esports industry is. So I do hope this is done in the right way and not in a, in, a, in a way that just feels like, oh, well, it's something we kind of need to talk about and should be doing. So therefore, let's just put it in. I would like to see a really good plan here because no doubt that they will na nail the merchandise and they'll nail the content. That's a given. Um, so let's, you know, kind of maybe we'll come back in, in, a, in a month's time, two months time and kind of talk about what we've seen them do or deliver in this space to kind of put them to the sword on this one um but yeah look the web store will include jerseys hoodies t-shirts hats um you know it's 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 expected but and um, they just want to get their logo out there in front of people and then the most important thing and this is this is now that events are back stadiums are going to be filling up with people again and i think this is where alcohol brands are really going to get interested in the esports space again because uh it was kind of it was growing there just before COVID, but they didn't really get that opportunity to get involved. Now there's been a massive growth in gaming. Stadiums are going to be full again. Will alcohol brands be like, okay, let's let's get our product in there and get liquid on lips. Um, so let's see how that goes. Yeah, really, really, really interesting. I, I'd love, I know you're, I know you said it at the start, but sponsorship um, laws make it, make it difficult in, in Western parts, certainly in Ireland, but I, I'd love to see, um, you know, an alcohol brand coming into the UK and Ireland, trying and, and doing something. I'm sure we'll see it at some point, but it would be good. But, you know, the, uh, I suppose it's kind of sad news I was, I was reading during the week as well. I don't know if you were reading about the um, the, the story of Upcomer. So Upcomer, yeah. yeah. Upcomer, like really, you know, like it's um, a big um, new site for, 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 um, for esports, you know, decent audience you know across across social you know it's part of the enthusiastic gaming network and there was uh, a series of tweets put out during the week you know that uh, they were letting their their team go basically you know which is uh, not something you want to be seeing in the esports space we're all everybody's trying to build something good um so the bulk of their writing staff was laid off during the week as you know the company pivots to to, to video um you know i guess it has to be part of their strategy but it's very hard to kind of see these things um meet and you know obviously you know at sean underscore morrison's he's, he's one of the, the people behind up up upcom, up upcomer he was very i guess transparent in that um in his communication around it but but again very hard to to um to see these things kind of coming you know and you, you think you get nearly one step forward with esports and sometimes it's a you know, not quite two steps back, but a step back anyway, you know? Yeah, it's it's a tough one because we've only got one side of the story here from, from Twitter. Was that late last night? But look, it's not what we want to hear. And it, like as a, as a group, it's, they seem to be going from strength to strength to strength. And okay, they might be moving away from something as traditional as as a straight up article. And, and maybe they're, they are moving towards more video, but like, the fundamentals are still required there in terms of you know finding the story developing the story creating the script the narrative whether that goes out as a straight article or a video surely the the individuals are still required so i'm not sure we have all of the detail here maybe the growth that we've been seeing or being told about isn't necessarily what what is actually happening behind closed doors so I think it's one that's going to develop out, but it, it it's shocking. It's, it's a lot of talented people there that have been told they don't have a job. Um, yeah, fingers crossed they, they pick up something or there's some sort of resolution to this one. 
Yeah, yeah. No, I think it'll be it'll be one to um, probably one to keep an eye on. I, I mean, yeah, you're right. There's, there's there's two parts of it, and you know, it, it's it's probably very easy to jump on a bandwagon and 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 you know pontificate. You know, when, when you see one side of it, you know, mm-hmm. and but, but it, it, I, I guess it's just obviously they're hurting. You know, everybody yeah. on it, but you know, so to everybody, uh, our thoughts with all the upcoming staff, and we hope you get sorted and. You know very quickly and um you know i guess if we if we can ever help in any way you know feel free to reach out to us you know i yeah. you know um on that you know but but it's it's not what you want to see in the in the esports space it just doesn't help it, it just doesn't help the um you know when you see like you know if they're talking yeah and again i i, I get it you're only following one part of of, uh, of a story but like if people are being laid off at such short notice you know, without what it seems, no communication or no clear communication on it, it doesn't help. You know, the the wild west stories. You know, around esports, and yeah. you know, we're, we're trying to move away from that. You know, but yeah, all all situations are very different, and we, we don't know until we know. I guess kind of a, a segue from people losing their jobs to someone getting a job. Um, you know, I'm, I'm really interested in in the up and coming. Fortnite, uh, you've seen, and you know, there's players out there at the age of 18 now that are wildly successful. Uh, and there's one such player, Wolfies, he, he finished second in the 2019 Fortnite World Cup, um, English Fortnite player, and he has just become the latest esports star to earn uh, Red Bull athlete status. So, I, I love this because I'm a, I'm a big fan of the Red Bull brand. Um, you know, I, I remember getting uh, Red Bull DVDs of their totally rad uh, skiing and uh, snowboarding vids back in the day, free with magazines and things like that. And I just thought that whole world of an e, uh, a sponsored athlete from, from a, you know, an FMCG brand perspective just made that brand really, really cool. And now they're really dipping into, into the world of esports. So they're bringing on more and more um, esport athletes under their wing to create content and support so it's just it's just cool to see, you know, this 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 kid's eighteen, um, got a very bright future ahead of him, and Red Bull have seen that and snapped him up. It's incredible to you know to see a guy like Wolfies, you know, alongside another Red Bull like Max Verstappen, or whether it's it's uh, Trent Alexander Arnold, you know, it, it's it, it's fantastic to see, it. and it, it's a credit to you know to Red Bull in in, in how they you know, their ambassador network and how they approach it, you know, you know, I think, I think the competitive scene of Fortnite's going to get a big lift again this year after kind of a very quiet two years, I guess, you know, after the events in, in New York in, oh yeah, it must be, yeah, it's definitely two years ago, um, if not three, but it'll be interesting to see how the, um, you know, the FNCS um, series or the competitive series for Fortnite kicks on this year and what it looks like, but You've seen a lot of a lot of team um, team movements. I know you can't discuss it, but you're talking to a few Fortnite players for clients, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, this is what it's like now. Ben on the other side of the mic when people ask you to talk, talk about work stuff and you're there, well, I can't, I can't say that. Yeah. Plus, we also say that to to make ourselves sound very mysterious, and, and it uh, does it does make us so mysterious and cool. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no no i can't i can't talk about it i can't talk about it no but genuinely you're right fortnite seems to be quite quiet for the last uh couple of years and i know the last season kind of didn't really go down too well amongst uh pros 
So it, it seems like this season is going to be um, uh, a pretty a pretty good one. Um, looks like the structure's all in place. There's some exciting moves happening out there uh, amongst teams and players, and we're chatting to some pretty pretty you know exciting um, talents and athletes. So um, Fortnite this year is going to be very very exciting, and you know brands like Red Bull putting their kind of weight behind that is another good indicator of how exciting the scene is going to be. Do you know what? Just think. Thinking on the go here and 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 chilling it out, like you, you see Red Bull, you go with Wolfie's, you know, and, and that's that's fantastic, you know, it's bringing him on as an ambassador. Why aren't the likes of you know Red Bull like? Is it easier for them just to go to the individual athlete than it is to kind of work with his with his with his org or with his team or, you know, because you do see a lot of these a lot of brands kind of targeting the individual player, obviously because they can. Is it lower cost? Maybe 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 not. Is it? I don't know. Any thoughts? I, I've none. I'm, I'm curious. So it's probably less less red tape. Um, you know, when you're dealing with a whole org, are, are there parts of that that you know aren't going to drive any value for for what you're uh, trying to achieve? So, you know, I think Excel can still benefit from Wolfie's being a Red Bull athlete here. Um, I don't think they necessarily need. Um, needed to be at an org level um it's an interesting one for us to try and figure out but you know like so many brands have their own individual partnership deals with an individual rather than the club um that's just who they're targeting they want to target that audience and um, the whole ambassador program has worked really really well for red bull so okay yeah we want to keep an eye on i guess it'll be it'll be interesting to see like when you get to stage time you know on broadcast can Red Bull benefit in any way from that? But but maybe at least a wider discussion at at, at that at that point. Um, no, it's been good. It's been good to chat again, Ben. Feels like it's been too long. Yeah, yeah. So as as we said at the start of this, our aim is to get um, you know, a twenty twenty five minute uh, news story out. Um, just keeping people abreast of what's happening in the industry, and then um, yeah, we've got some really exciting guests coming up over the next couple of weeks. So. Uh, really looking forward to getting those out uh, live and then you know anyone listening that uh, wants to get on or have a chat with us at any stage uh, reach out to us on, on LinkedIn or wherever we post 